I'm John Wilson. Welcome to Owned and Operated. Twice a week, we talk about home service businesses. And if you're a home service entrepreneur, then this is going to be the show for you. We talk about our own business in residential plumbing, HVAC, and electric. And we also talk about business models that we just find interesting. Let's get into it. If you're a home service entrepreneur that's just starting out, or is early on in the journey and you haven't broken the $5 million revenue mark, we've got an event for you. This spring in Cleveland, March 19th to the 21st, we're hosting an event at my office. It's going to be awesome. Honestly, some of the most impactful visits of my career have been visits to companies that were larger than we were, that we could take lessons from and see how they're doing stuff. Like get a behind the scenes look. How are they structuring warehouse? How are they thinking about call center? Can I talk to their managers? Can I understand what their KPIs are? We're going to dive into all that stuff. We are here to help people get above 5 million in revenue. So join us in Akron, Ohio, March 19th to the 21st for a breaking 5 million event. Love to see you there. Details are at ownedandoperated.com. Today on Owned and Operated, we have a listener submitted question on the five fundamental things that every business should get right in order to take their business to scale with a special flair of how does it add on to Service Titan. So we tried to make the answers relevant to whether or not you're on Service Titan, but these are the five things that I thought, and then Jack brought three, and they were great, and hopefully this helps people. Welcome back to Owned and Operated. Dude, has it been like two weeks since I've talked to you? Like, when was the last time I even talked to you? I thought we did last week, no? Did we skip a week? We probably did. I think it's been a really long week. Yeah, that's probably true. That's my take. So how was your week? What have you been up to? Oh, man. Plumbing is my favorite thing in the entire world. Yes, yes. In the entire world. A thousand times. You have to understand, too. Like, I started it two months before the biggest freeze Tennessee has seen in like 20 years. So we have been doing nothing but changing out, fixing pipes for like 600 bucks per boom, boom, boom. And so my guy has a goal of what he's supposed to be hitting and he's just crushing it. He's absolutely crushing it. Given like the calls are flying and service calls are easy right now. Yeah, We're trying to convert as much as possible, but I'm loving plumbing right now. It is really good. Plumbing is good. I think it's just consistent. So HVAC, like some days we'll sell a hundred grand and some days we'll sell zero grand. That's HVAC. Plumbing, we seem to sell 40 grand every day, basically no matter what. I don't know how, but $40,000 just happens every week. Like the lead generation feels so much easier. Like we just consistently get six to eight calls a day for plumbing. Really loving yeah. plumbing. Our plumbers doing amazing. We have two businesses we're moving on. We're under LOI on one and going to first draft of APA. So that's been awesome too. That's going to be huge change. And the second one, we're meeting with the owner Thursday to get under LOI. So, yeah, a lot of change, but we'll be a, hopefully a three service or three vertical business in, I don't know, two months. Yeah, that'll be huge. My week, uh, good. So last week was a lot of quarterlies. So we have 12 teams. So it was 12 quarterlies, which if that sounds like a lot, it was. <laughs> it was a lot. It was cool though. So the business is, it's in this maturing phase, professionalization stage. And what's been awesome to watch is as our various team leaders and individual contributors like take very real ownership and accountability 
and are excited about where the company is going. And that's something that's relatively new to us. I would say very new to us. I'm attempting to be significantly more deliberate about communicating company-wide goals and progress towards those goals. And people are getting really excited about it, which is cool, which is that's the type of people that I want to work for or work with. And people are taking real ownership of their part. And quarterlies was an awesome way to like demonstrate that where we bring in all these different team members that I don't get to work directly with very often. And they were just excited and contributed. And like, it was a cool feeling. The first time I did a quarterly was in 2017 and there was four or five people in the room. And <laughs> like, we had a round of quarterlies last week with like 50 people. And each one of them contributed in their own way. And each one of them took on a rock. And each one of them is like ready to move their department forward and knows how it affects the business as a whole, which like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's really wonderful. And do you think that some of that's driven by the fact that you guys are doing right now? Because in an industry where we've had a rough Q4, they all have friends that are HVAC and plumbing and electrical well, So guys. that's what people said. So like today's the last day of January, 2024. We just set a record month of all time. So it was a 72%. Dude, yeah, it was awesome. So 72% increase in revenue over last January. Mm -hmm. And the other big take is we passed 2017's entire annual revenue in January alone. <laughs> when we grow up, we want to be you, John. We want to be Wilson Companies. That's our goal. Everyone wants to be uh, Berkshire Capital or whatever. Uh, we want to be Wilson Companies. We want to be John. Yeah, I bet. Comes with a lot more stress than you might like. But that was awesome. And we shared that with the team. And that was exactly the response that I got was like the company I just came from is laying everybody off or like, yeah. dude, I, I know people that like just lost their jobs, like mass layoffs over here. Like, how are we doing a record month in January? And mind you, this is like our fourth back-to-back -back record month. Yeah. Like over I remember you saying that last month too. This one's going to be tough to break. One, because we're going into February, which I hate. And two, we broke it by about a hundred grand. That's a big difference. The previous times we'd set records, it was like 15, 20, like- mm -hmm. That's a sale or two. A hundred grand's a leap. That's that's a big difference. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see. Sweet. So speaking of doing so well, I know we talked about this. We got a user submitted question or a listener submitted question. Listener submitted. Shout out to the listener. I don't even know who it is. So yeah. So this is uh, what's up, Dan. I'm gonna <laughs> modify your question slightly. So Dan's question was, "Hey, what are the five things that people can use best inside Service Titan?" in order to grow their business more. So Dan is an awesome vendor partner of ours. He is over with Ferguson and Ferguson supplies our HVC stuff. This is not an ad, but Ferguson does do a great job and we're very happy with them. And he has a lot of customers that are onboarding onto Service Titan and he wants to be able to send a, a resource to them. We're going to answer that 100%. And then we're also going to modify it slightly into what are the five things that any company should do in general which I believe sort of answered the same question. But I don't want it to be too specific to Service Titan just in case other people aren't using Service Titan. There are obviously yeah. other ways to grow a business. What are the five big things that it takes to go from? I just talked with Will Smith from Acquiring Minds and we spent a solid two hours talking together about what it's like to take a company from a million in sales to 26. And we probably could have talked for a long time because that took me seven years. Right. <laughs> What have you been doing the last seven years, John? Give me five. 
I actually was able to condense it down into five. Like, what were the five biggest career changers? Which I'd never had to break that list out before, so that was interesting. Since my list is much smaller, do you actually mind if I start? Yeah, I'd love it. Because I only really have two that I really want to touch on. And the first big game changer in our business that drove, we had almost 100% year-over-year growth. And based on this month, we're on track, we're looking at between three and five. My goal is we're going to hit the five million this year. For sure. Dude. You added plumbing. We so added plumbing. And it's basically a given at this point. With that, though, there's two things that I see that is going to drive that growth. And the first one and the biggest is getting a extremely talented salesperson. Change your model so that a salesperson fits into your business so that they can go drive huge amounts of revenue. Not only are they driving revenue, but they're going out and looking for revenue. When you put somebody specifically in charge of revenue generation and focus on those high ticket items, then surprise, surprise, you sell more of those high ticket items. Techs, in my opinion, aren't the greatest salesmen because they're great at fixing things. They're great at teching, whatever that may be, whether it's at pest control, roofing, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, I don't care what industry you're in, getting a really good salesperson in that spot is going to be a key to huge amounts of growth. That's the first thing. The second thing was the realization that we are in charge of our own lead generation. It hasn't been that long since we started talking about that, but that focus on us being the key person and not letting it just be a passive, hey, we didn't get enough leads today. No, no more. We are full every single day. There's somebody whose focus is that. With that, we have more opportunities for revenue generation and we have more opportunities to be in people's houses. Therefore, we're driving more revenue. So that's probably the second one and, and a huge one that we've seen big steps on in here in January. Um, my January growth, by the way, was 23,000%. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if it's bad information from last year or we just did dismally last year. I think it's bad information, but either way. Let's hold the, on to that number. 23,000%. percent <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last thing and the final thing is getting good acquisitions, right? We have been buying right and tucking in and buying right and tucking in and it pays off. Like we have customers that call in and they ask for the old owner and then we end up getting in there and selling them a new unit or picking up yep. their plumbing. And that has been huge, absolutely huge for us. We just bought a half a million dollar book for 30K. Like yep. these are out there. You need to be actively going for them and they produce very well. Yeah. Uh, those are good. So mine, when Dan asked me this question, I thought about it. I was trying to take what, what are the five most impactful things that have changed our business and can they be in the same conversation as what are the five best ways to use your software or whatever? Mm -hmm. And what was kind of surprising to me is that they can be mostly the same thing or like you can at least have the conversation in the same way. I think I've shared this on our show, but a big thing that we're focusing on in 2024 and the back end of 2023 is getting good at the basics. For a long time, our business was too complicated and it felt too complicated. Last year, we invested a crazy amount of time, energy, and uh, resources into decomplicating the business. I'm going to keep it that way instead of simplifying it. Like it, We decomplicated it and it took a lot and now what we're really trying to hone in on is like, how good are we at the very basics, the basic building blocks 
Because I think that, and we put this up on our wall, this is our, like, in the how do we get there, that $100 million is $100 million details. That's how we see this. All that to say is it's just more of the same. And we need to be better at driving these sort of core details every single day. First one's daily report. Daily reporting has changed a lot in our business over the years as our needs have changed, but we ultimately want to look at the same things. What was revenue? What was calls? What was memberships? What was daily percentage of revenue collected? There's about 14 measurements that we track daily and have roughly tracked those same daily things out of Service Titan for seven years since I got on there. And how are you communicating uh, that? That's the part that's changed. So usually daily huddles, there's a printout that goes on everyone's desk by normally around 10 a.m. And it has revenue from yesterday, collected percentage by department from yesterday, payroll percentage by department from yesterday. That way we know, did we hit our big numbers? What was revenue? What was goal? What was memberships? What was goal? Did we collect all of our money? Was our payroll on budget? How much did we sell? So that has been a guiding force for us, just that really simple act of reviewing yesterday's numbers. Do you have a reporting practice right now that you're like pushing? We just started. So yeah. we spent a day and a half last week going through and deciding what those 14 yeah. items were, which ones are important to us, what metrics does the team need to know that like, yeah. hey, what does your truck need to do per day so that you'll hit your yearly goal? So I got hit hard in December with bonuses. So I promised bonuses, but the way that the bonuses hit in like arguably some of the worst months of yeah. HVAC hurts. So I said, hey, we're not doing that next year. We're going to do a monthly bonus based on performance. That way you guys can make more, but also we can focus on this. Yeah. And so that has been the focus is we are doing a daily check on revenue, on yeah. per truck revenue. I think I like that the idea of like payroll or how many hours did you work? Because that's yep. definitely a, a key point to it. So we're still ironing those out. But polling the report is one thing. You go into reports, you schedule it, you time it, whatever. Uh, if you're not on server site, you can do it by hand or whatever software you're on. The next most important thing is how do you communicate it? And so we've been mm -hmm. reporting for years. We have not been very effective. There's dashboards everywhere. So everyone sees everything. There's no like mystery. So when I say we're not good at like communicating it, as a leadership team, we don't sit down daily and discuss yesterday. And we don't sit down daily yeah. and discuss today. So that's the thing that we're working to enhance. That's the basic that we're working to enhance. That's part of it, driving the leaders to yeah. know what their goals are. But then yeah. how are they driving that to the team? Or is that just via the Service yeah. Titan dashboard? So I would say that's our second one is like tech transparency. So the second one is like techs just knowing what they're doing, what they're producing. Like we want every single person in the company to know their number. So on their iPad and on dashboards all over the office, we have these like giant 50-inch TVs everywhere. I think there's like 10 of them or something. There's like leaderboards ripped out of Service Titan. And then on every tech's iPad, they can see their own numbers. Here's my average ticket. Here's my total sales. Here's my conversion. They can change today, yesterday, trailing 30, or whatever measurement they want to make it. Transparency in communication is a really big one. I don't even know what it would be like to not have a number transparent business. It's been seven years of, it feels like driving blind. Every business I've worked, it's been like that though. Fortune 500 companies, when I was managing Frito-Lay teams of 50, 
right? We had dashboards and leaderboards for waste and for everything. It is definitely a key to change your business around. We talked about the focus. Is it driving focus to an area makes that area better? And so, I mean, I love it. We are doing a Tuesday meeting with the entire team, and that's when they see the leaderboards. But I'm wondering if there's a way to better be transparent. You blasted over Slack. Blast over Slack. I was thinking automated blast over Slack daily. You can make that however your team is willing to bear it at your own risk. But yeah, you can blast that. You can blast that one however you'd like. Yeah. But tech transparency is a big thing that we believe in. Techs need to know their numbers. Business is a game. Like this is all a game. I'm doing this for fun. And a game has scores. And you got to know if you're winning or losing, right? And everybody needs to know if they're winning or losing. Like how many calls have you taken? How many calls have you booked? What was your average call time? What's your total minutes on the phone? Boom. Great. Now, where do you rank to your peers? All right. What's your total sales? What's your average ticket? What's your conversion rate? What's your dollars per lead? Great. How do you rank to your peers? So number transparency has been huge. Techs need to know their numbers. Third one is lead attribution. Literally knowing where you got a lead from. That's important. We're going to spend a million dollars on advertising this year. That's a lot of money. Super uh, interested in this one. I have not spent a million dollars on very many things. Um, <laughs> and usually when I spend a million dollars, normally, I know where it's going. Like I get a widget or maybe like a business. But ad spend, it's harder to track. Yeah. We're having trouble with it right now. Yeah, it's complicated. So whether it's Service Titan or whether it's something else, nailing down how you can track a lead. The reason this matters is, in general, my belief for marketing channels is you should have like as few channels as reasonable and put as much money into those channels as possible. I do not think that most companies should be a 20-channel business. I think that like we have six and we're going to do 26 million bucks this year. Six channels. Our job is to put as much freaking money into each of those channels because you want to find a winner and then you invest behind it. Like fastest horse. But the only way you know if it's a winner is if you can attribute where that lead came from. So tracking numbers, tracking links, and trailing that all the way down to revenue dollars. Like how much top line revenue did I drive from that campaign? That's obviously important. Otherwise, marketing is just a shooting in the dark. Like you have no idea. So, you know, what we find is, hey, our LSA campaign, maybe we drove a hundred grand off this LSA campaign. And the way we do that is by tracking phone numbers. So when the phone rings, it calls into Service Titan and we mark that as a campaign. Again, it just like anything else that we're going to talk about here, it doesn't have to be Service Titan. There are likely other ways to do it. We just happen to do it in Service. That helps us track revenue to lead phone call which is important and helps us really figure out what marketing channels are working so that we can continue to invest behind the good ones. Hey, this episode is sponsored by Service Scalers. So Service Scalers is actually a brand that I've used personally with our companies for a little bit over a year now. They've helped us manage our digital advertising. Frankly, they did a lot better than our last agency. Leads went through the roof and cost per click went way down. Check out Service Scalers if you're a plumbing, HVAC, or electrical home service company. That's what they knock out of the park, and they did a great job for me. So that's what I was going to ask is, how are you doing that? Because asking, where did you get the, where did you hear about us? Where did you learn about us? Only works so far. We have about a thousand tracking numbers. 
<laughs> now, obviously, that's too much, but you can categorize elite attribution. Like, maybe you say GMBs. Mm-hmm. And if I have 20 GMBs, then each one of them has a phone number. But yep. as a category, GMBs provided a million dollars of revenue last year. Yeah, that makes sense, though. You've hit the nail on the head of my worry is I've been trying to avoid buying a thousand phone numbers. So we have, I think, something like 18 or 20 of them. And I don't think you have to buy them. They just come with server side. You just you literally just click a button. You get more. I'll have to look into that. You just go inside settings. So we talked about this a little bit as well. It's the keep it simple thing. And I actually did a, one of those mini episodes on that, yeah. keeping yeah. it simple. In And so our goal this year is actually to take all of our third-party services and then consolidate yeah. them into Service Titan to remove the kind of hecticness of what we had prior, yeah. which was using 10,000 different other apps. Yeah, we did that too. That Lead attribution has been a big project of ours. Yeah, we're focusing on it this year. And that's good to know that Service Titan does free additional phone numbers because yeah. our other place charges us for phone numbers. I was paying five bucks times 20 bucks or 20 phone numbers a month. Yeah. It starts adding up if I were to get to a thousand, right? 100%. Every new postcard, every new GMB, every new website, every new LSA account. Oh, that's good to know. TV ads, new phone number. That way we can attribute the lead. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I think that this is a huge one. It's one of the harder ones. It's simple, but not easy. It's very difficult to put the systems in place to correctly attribute all the money and where it's coming from. Totally, yeah. Like we think we're going to get to 80% attribution. And that means 200 grand. Like to put that in perspective, that means 200 grand we're not going to know. I don't know about you, but 200 grand, that's a lot of money. It's strange, yeah. Uh, It's weird. Obviously, hopefully we'll try to beat that, but that's what we think. Uh, Next one up, job costing. Job costing is very burdensome. In an ideal world, you job cost every single job. But I know that is resource intensive. That takes a human, like currently. And there's things you can put in place to make that not take a human. But like that right now, that takes a human. And that's payroll. And it's hard to do that as a small company. We close 200 invoices a day. So to job cost 200 invoices a day is a real task. It's a Herculean task. If you don't have the processes to map it out, I'm sure just like anything else, there are other ways to do it. Service Titan does do that for us. And the way we do it is labor's already in there because we use Service Titan for timesheets and we just add in the materials as it comes in. Now, something that's cool as we're updating our price book is it's going to start automatically job costing based off purchased materials through the PO system that we're adding in there. But all that to say, like, Job costing is important. You need to know what's happening on every job and it helps you identify problems really fast. And the moment you stop, the moment you take your eye off the ball on job costing, you're going to start losing somewhere. Something's going to go down. You got to get a handle on that. Like we'll stop looking at it for a month. It's a muscle that we've continued to have to get stronger. Like, oh, hey, we lose track of daily job costing, which we do daily and we hand out daily problems to people. Like that, along with our DME, the Daily Management Essentials Report, that I said earlier is on people's desks by 10. Their job costing problems are on their desk also by 10. Print it out. Here's your job costing problem. Like your materials was 50% of revenue on this job. Here it is. Here's a printout. See if it's a one-time thing or if it's a pricing. Okay. You get a pricing problem. You go in and price book and change it up. It's meant to create a fast feedback loop on pricing. Because what's happened is like, it was in 2022 that we lost $100 on every toilet we installed. And we installed a lot of toilets. And we didn't know. We didn't have 
the muscle inside our business and we didn't set up the process inside Service Titan to job cost every single job. So we made that a bid focus and now we print them out every single day, hand it over to whoever the, the responsible manager is. I mean, that's huge. This is one of the Service Titan parts that's so difficult to set up too. Well, it takes people. And it's like input, like vendors, who knows how they're going to send you an invoice, then you have to get it in, you have to add the dollar amount. It's complicated. But the thing that I like is it's attached to the job, which makes it easy to find. Because we Mm -hmm. used to do job costings outside of Service Titan. Possible, obviously, very possible. But you used to have to go into a Google Drive and a spreadsheet and like find it. And it took 10 minutes per problem. And now it's like 10 seconds, like it's right freaking there. Yeah, I mean, what do you think the easiest way to get that set up is? You nailed the, the hit the head on the nail. Yeah. Is the easiest part's what you make revenue, it automatically yeah. goes in there. Timesheets is next, as long as you're using their timesheets. So we have those things, but we've been avoiding the material side to it because it's such a burdensome giant. And so do you just manually go in there on every job and enter material? and Get a VA, get a part-time yeah, VA. Now, bad. there is a PO system, but it takes a lot of setup. We're three or four months into it. Yeah, because your VMI should eventually talk to it, right? So that's a part of it for us. It'll be like an eight-month total project. So last July, we were like, hey, we want to use this part of the software, the purchase order part. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, how good's your price book? Answer, not very. Okay, how good's your inventory? Answer, not very. So like, if you're better than us, then it won't take you eight months. But like for us, it took eight months because we had to like fully onboard two VMI partners. And then we had to completely uproot our price book, which we just started Monday, two days ago. So it's a multi-month process for us. We're hoping to be done by the end of March, but really big process to get that. But when it's done, job costing will be automatic. So the juice will be worth the squeeze. Very interesting. It's something we do on big projects, but we don't do it on small projects. And I bet that there's some toilet issues in there that we run into just because realistically, right? Just taking one example that I deal with quite a bit is blower motors, man. Blower motors can range on ECMs to regular from freaking 100 bucks to like 1400. And there's a flat rate. Who knows how many of those you miss? So I keep track of it because it's a known issue point. But there's other things out there like that boards and old equipment that, man, the prices are sky high on those things. Yeah, It's a great one. And it's something that you really need to actively put your focus into to get to that point. Yeah. I'm saying this knowing that it's difficult the smaller you are because it does just take resources. It takes cash. But you'll never get the cash if you don't know if you're losing 100 bucks on every toilet. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, it's not that difficult to, to do manually. The smaller you are, the less jobs you're doing per day. So Yeah, for us, we have yeah 200 invoices a day with two to 300 vendor invoices a day. So it is a task. Yeah. But even at our size, it's only a task for someone two or three hours a day. It's very much a part-time job. It's also a very good exercise in getting your SOPs correctly, right? When you're running the 200, 300, 400, 500 invoices in a day, yep. making sure that the guys are putting in the POs correctly, the job names correctly. I don't know if you use yep. a number system or a last name or a street address, but making sure that all of those pieces line up so that you can get the information easy and then mm. do it. Definitely makes you get better. Yeah, that's a good one. And my last one is monitoring what happens on the phone call. So that's an important one. Every position has a measurement. Technicians have sales, conversion, all that stuff. And CSRs or ISRs or DSRs or whatever that role is inside your business has total phone calls, inbound and out, book rate, 
and those are important and really difficult. I'm sure there is a software somewhere that will do it. I don't know what it would be. I haven't seen another one. Maybe like House Call or something does it. But regardless, we use a service site and I'm sure there's something else that does it. But that is fundamental. Like that's up there with lead attribution. Like are you booking calls? And if you're not booking calls, can you listen to the phone calls later and coach? And can your text listen to the phone calls when they go out on a job and figure out what the actual problem is? Like what did the customer actually say? The phone side is important. Like the only way you get work is if you book calls. And the only way you book calls is by continually getting better inside your call center. So you need to be able to support your call takers with recorded lines. That way you can listen and coach on everything. They need to know their numbers. Like are they winning? So we require our call takers to do 80 calls a day in or out. If there's not 80 calls in, then you will make up the difference in out. And they need to know that score so they know where they're at for the day. We aim for an 80% book rate on in, a 5% book rate on outs. They need to know that. So having a dashboarded data for that like really fundamental piece of what you're doing is important. And this is back to like just having the basics nailed down. Like these are the basics. Like these five things that I talked about that were my important things, they probably sound like not complicated, right? It's like, hey, have numbers, know your numbers, present your numbers, give call takers access to their numbers, job cost, know where a lead came in. It's not like big complicated things, but these are the things that are the foundation the drivers. Uh, for your business. Yeah, this is how yeah. you get to the next level is by getting the first level right. And really that last one's interesting because it's one of these typically ignored areas of, like we said, you have Betsy who's been there for 40 years and nobody's tracking her book, right? Nobody's tracking anything. She just has been there for so long that she knows where all the skeletons are and knows all the yep. people and whatever. Yep. But realistically to scale past that point, that's a very good key is one having quantitative goals for them, like the 80 in yep. or out, 50, 80%, yep. 2%. Like those are all things that I don't think any small business or most small businesses under two, three million, yeah. they're, nobody's thinking about that. They're just saying, shit, we need to get more phone calls yeah. and answer the phones. But realistically, that's the drive is if you can't measure it, you're not going to be able to improve on it. Yeah. If you can't measure it, and then like something that I'm passionate about is that everyone should know if they're winning or losing in like one second. You should be able to in one second look at your score. If I'm playing basketball, I can look up at the scoreboard and I know who's winning. Should be the same thing here. So accessible information. You, you play basketball? No, like absolutely <laughs> not. If I'm playing Call of Duty, I should be able to know there you if go. I'm winning, which I'm obviously <laughs> always winning. But yeah, I think people need to know their score really quick. Agreed. I had a long talk with my service manager over this exact thing is he wanted to create this extravagant like well the month's different you know you can't give them a too high of a goal on a month and duh. and i said nobody's going to be able to track if you change it they need to hit twenty thousand this month nineteen thousand eight hundred yep. this month 16 27 32 50 no just make it 21 for the first three 27 for the next six and yep. 21 for the last three like yeah. it needs to be simple i'd rather pay out a little more if they can hit those goals and bonuses because we lined it out than to give them an, a weird bonus that they can't track themselves. I totally agree. So yeah, get the basics right. Keep them simple. 
and these are the basics, but they're complicated, right? Like you, you have to, if not service Titan, great, but like you got to find a way to show that information somewhere to the team so that the people responsible and accountable for those numbers know their score. They got to be able to see it quickly. Yeah. I mean, to prove the point, you, you're seven years in right now, right? And you're just getting it, you'd say? You're just lining all this out? At least some of them still? It's all been lined out. I would say that we're making more use of it. Like, we should have been making more use of it. We've had it for years. Mm-hmm. But, like, we weren't really diving. It was rudimentary. Yeah. You knew you were supposed to be doing it, but you didn't. Yeah, we didn't own it. Yeah. And now leaderboards, people really like people get coached to their KPIs, which is helpful and behaviors. In the past year or two, as the team has matured, we've been able to dive deeper than the surface of like, oh, here's the numbers. It's like, okay, here's the numbers. Here's what they mean. And here's how we can improve. But it starts with here's the numbers. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Yeah, we appreciate the listener-submitted question. So thank you, Dan, and also thanks for listening. I think that is hilarious. If you like what we're talking about, check out ownedandoperated.com. Sign up for the newsletter. We're dropping just bombs of knowledge every week. (laughs) And then, obviously, a couple episodes here a week. Make sure you give us five stars on Apple. It helps other people find us. Thank you all. Thanks for tuning in to Owned and Operated, the podcast for home service entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at at Wilson Companies. I'll see you next time.